Guys, let's stand to your feet. Give a warm welcome to our speaker this morning, Pastor Randy Don Giovanni. Let's bring some energy into the house. Oh, man. Man. Wow. I couldn't even get my wife up to do that this morning. I, I asked her three times. So where are you going? I said, come on, girl, give me something. It happened. Man, it's good to be. <laughs> you guys are all crazy. Oh, Pastor Tom. You know, thank God for the house. I, I just thank God for the house. Come on now. This, this, that's pretty weak. I thank God for the house because there's a lot of things. I, I want to talk to you real quickly. I, I, first of all, I want to just tell you that the, the topic that I have, the title is called The Power of Mobilization. The power of mobilization. And when I say that, I was just, I'm just humbled to the fact that I belong to a church that, that I'm not on a staff and I'm not there. Uh, Mike Benson is their evangelist at large. I'm, I'm kind of like the evangelist of small. I'm just saying. But, well, stature. I'm just, I didn't mean not power. I just, you know, just meant like I'm his left arm. So, uh, but it's this. It's this. I belong to a church. I belong to a house that mobilizes people. And, and it sets forth people. And look around your table. I mean, we're sitting at tables that, that are mobilized. We, we do things outside of the box and outside of the church, and God's okay with that. You know what I'm saying? It's not like all just the pastor. It's, it's they empower, and they've empowered us to do the work of the ministry. And I love that. That's, that's what Scripture says. And, and as I travel, I just got back from Pittsburgh. I was there for nine days. And um, I spoke every single day except for Labor Day, every single day, morning and night, to uh, millennials or to youth or to children, to schools. And I did this major outreach on a Saturday at this second largest trailer park in the entire state of Pennsylvania. Uh, nuts. I mean, nuts. If you've ever been to Pennsylvania, um, it, it, everything is hills. It's just, and they're mountains. They're not just little, okay? And this trailer park was uh, built on, on the side of a mountain. It's almost like you go to El Salvador or Venezuela, and they build the whole community in a mountain. And, and there were so many levels and tiers to this community that God just began to pour out his spirit. People got saved, and we had bands playing. We gave away, I spent probably, uh, at the end of it, $4,700, which came out of the golf outing, which you supported and you guys were involved in. And the reason for the power of mobilization is because every time I go somewhere, you go with us. That's the power of mobilization. You have to understand that it's like every dollar that goes into ministry, it's not about the dollar, it's about the empowerment of, come on, mobilization. And the power of mobilization is way bigger than when somebody just says, hey, man, here's $10, $5, here's a dollar. I had a gentleman, we're getting ready to launch. We're getting ready to launch. I'm going to do this, and I've been wanting to for a long time, but it's called the Randy Don Academy. It's going to be totally free for every young person, young, young minister that wants to learn more about the ministry, but it's this, servanthood leadership. Like, we always, we always try to raise leadership, and we try to raise leaders, but not all people are leaders. But all should be servants. And if we learn the property of, uh, and, and the scripture of servanthood leadership, we'd probably be more effective in the gospel of Jesus Christ. How do you know what I'm talking about? People like power, but power without authority is, is really not going to function. 
You have to have the authority of Christ in you. So we're going to launch this thing. And so as we're launching and doing it for free, it's going to be a 24-hour, four seminars. We're going to do it at a hotel, pay for it. All you have to do is get there for young people, young ministers, just to get there so we can pour into them. And I have 36 years' experience. I don't know it all, but I'm bringing in speakers. I'm bringing in people that will empower. And so this gentleman named Raymond that's dying of cancer came up to me at the outreach and said, God told me to invest in you. And I was like, oh, Raymond, how you doing? But he just got saved on the Thursday night of the men's ministry that I spoke at. He got saved. Comes out to the outreach where he lives in this trailer park and says, I want to invest and hands me a $10 bill. Now, some would think, man, you know, I was really hoping for the 10000 Come on, the power of mobilization. God moves people into different positions of our life to empower us to do the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I took that $10, and on my way out of the city, when I was coming back, we were blessed with $6,000. Well, that's pretty, thank you. I'm just trying to, God takes $10 and will turn it into 10000 and it's not for me. I'm telling you, it's not what I get. It's what I have the opportunity to give away. And gentlemen, every time I travel somewhere, every time I go somewhere, I think of Reload. I think of all of you. I think of everybody that's invested, everything that you've done for our ministries. And so I want to go into this today because what does mobilization mean? Mobilization is the process of making something capable of movement or to have people or resources ready to move or act. And I know some of you are like, we already understand that. It's moving people, creating avenues of ministry, looking for the whosoever. Everything in life is better together. Come on. Look around your tables a second. I just want to tell you this. It's really amazing because around these tables are recovery, marriage problems. It's, it's, it's alcohol addictions. It's things we come out of. It's business ideas, ministry working together. That's what's around your tables. In fact, our table, table 16, which used to be table 25, table 16, we have empowered our table to when somebody was selling their house, we as a table of men went to that house. We power washed the house. We did the pruning of all the trees and bushes. We cleaned it up so that they could sell the house and it was more presentable. Come on, that's what the body of Christ does, the mobilization, the power of mobilization of the gospel. And then we, take, we took on a family this last year, a young lady with four children, two with special needs. We built her a ramp, a handicapped ramp on her house. We began to pour into it. We're still lavishing this young lady with her four children because we felt that we could be the power of mobilization. Are you following what I'm saying? And so I know around your tables you have that. You're doing that. You're getting together. That's what I love about this church is they empower, they mobilize people to do the work of the kingdom. And when you get that in your spirit, it's not just about you, but it's about what you can do for the team. You know, I'm looking right now, I'm just to be frank, I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler guy. Our quarterback just went down. My life isn't over. I don't think yet. <laughs> but he's done. So we got a second-year guy coming in, Rudolph, and he's going to come in and be a quarterback because Ben's down. We lost Antonio Drama Brown. Let him go somewhere else. Le'Veon Bell, I watched him last night labor with the Jets. I watched it. Because the system, how many know the system? When you're in a system, the reason why Barry Sanders, well, Barry Sanders was unique, forget that. It wasn't like the blocking schemes because he made his own. But I'm just saying, when you're in a system and you work together and you blend together, you move the ball together. And the thing about mobilization is there's power in numbers. 
It's not this lone ranger mentality anymore. That's out the window. That's gone. In fact, I'm watching more people that are doing more together of outreaches. Think of our, our dream center downtown with Greg Molchan. Listen, that started with the birth of a dream. Look at it now. I'm just telling you. Look at Mike Cooley going down and working with Brother Abraham down there. All of a sudden, uh, Brother Moses, I mean, well, getting one of them straight, Abraham, Moses, Isaac, it's all there. And so Brother, Brother Moses and, and being empowered to do the things of the gospel. Why? Because he's called you and Robin. To help out. There's so many different stories that are in here, but the power of mobilization. Guys, listen, every week I'm here, and last week I heard about, two weeks ago about Israel, and I'm, or the gentleman that spoke at Israel last week, and I'm thinking, God, I can't get there yet, but you know what? I have Israel in me. Come on, because with the blood of Jesus, man, we can do all things, right? So I have Israel in me. Now, I want to go to the homeland. I want to see where it's at, because when he was saying I was like, oh, man. I went to Rome, Italy last year, and I'm thinking, I'm in Rome. I'm where, I'm where Paul was in prison. I was in the hole where he was. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, how did he ever write anything down here? How did he ever do anything with the sewage that was running through when he was laid in the prison? I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm there. Now I understand that. I saw where Mussolini came out on his porch. I'm thinking, mm. I'm just saying so many different things in my life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be there to do what God's called you to do here. And what he's called you to do, especially those of you in the marketplace and you run businesses, is to be Christ in the shop. Be Christ in your business because there's more for you than there is really against you. There really is. But it's, it's the whole thing that we look at. It's mobilization. So we always talk about, I love what Pastor Tom always says, his arm sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That's kind of our theme in here. But how does that happen unless we're really honest with each other? See, mobilization will happen with honesty. Mobilization will not happen with this, with this individual thought. You can take a thought and you can mobilize a thought, guys. We can do this together. You know, Saul got mad at David because David was killing thousands. And, you know, you put 1,000 to 10,000 and you put 10,000 to 100,000. You know, are you following what I'm saying? There's so many things we could do to destroy the enemy that sometimes we forget about where mobilization we are mobilizing what it is. So here, let me give you two nuggets. Number one is we need to give people the Bible. The Bible, the means to speak. Now, I understand this whole thing. So what happened, what happened to this word? Like, what, look, Come on, let's be honest, man. What happened to this word? What has happened to the word of God? It, 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 it's, it's like the key to life. And when we, What happened to other, we write other books, and I wrote a book, and I have to be careful because there's other people that wrote books. Mike wrote a book. Other people wrote books. They're great tools. But since when did the book take the position of the book? Like since when did we have to read everything else that comes along, and we're not reading our manual? I, I, people of marriage and recovery and, and all kinds of addictions and sickness. And, and the Bible says to empower us, to mobilize us. It's all right here. But it's amazing that we've taken this book and we've kind of laid it on the table and we're reading everything else. Oprah Winfrey has this book club and she reads so many books a month and all this kind of stuff, which is cool for them. But I'm thinking, you know what, Oprah, I think you need to really, and some people will be offended. This. I don't care. I could care less. I'm just trying to tell you this. We have too many stars out there that are saying stuff. Stuff, where millennials are getting sucked into. We're losing a generation because they're no longer coming to a church anymore because the church to them is all about money. money. They'd rather go dig and, 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 and drill for a well for water in another country and give their money than they would to tithe to the church. I'm just telling you what's happening around America. That's why people stopped even to, uh, passing the buckets 
They have them in the back of the church now because in the back of the church, you can put it in and nobody's going to know what you're giving. And I've heard about churches that have quadrupled their offerings because they've done that. Not saying anything about the way we're doing it. I'm just trying to tell you that people don't look at the church anymore as the, the driver. They don't look at the word of God anymore as the word of God. Because who wrote this anyways? Are you following me? So when you have a, somebody comes into your work and your business and they say to you, well, that's fine, but I just don't believe the word anymore. I've been reading this book that tells me about, oh, come on. When did we start to substitute where this Bible has mobilized us? This Bible has given us life. This word of God is our GPS. And somehow we failed to understand how it moves us. This thing wakes me up in the morning. In fact, when I miss a devotion, there's times I'll miss a devotion, I feel like there's something missing. How many know what I'm talking about? I don't, even have to, I don't care if you have to even scurry through it and read yesterday's, today, and then today's. And you kind of go through it. In the Old Testament sometimes, guys, I'll be frank with you, the Old Testament sometimes it's kind of like, what are they saying? And everybody thinks all this uh, debauchery and prostitution and all this, this way of life happened after the New Testament. Man, read the Old Testament. Man, how God's just like, no, you know what? You keep doing that stuff's going to fall off. I'm just telling you, he's a God. Can we delete that out of that? Because there might be some people that just edit it, okay? Just trust me. Because we're talking to men. <laughs> But God didn't mess around back in the Old Testament. He, he said, you're a nation that's an abomination. And I'm going to just, you're gone. I mean, that's God. if God was to really be who he says he is, even in this now generation, and we continue to sin, God says, oh, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen like the Old Testament I made it happen. But it's going to happen. Because those, those that are not secure in the word of God and their own thinking, their own thinking will give a wake-up call one day when the trumpet sounds and Christ returns and people will be sitting here going, how did that happen? It's because they ignored the rules and the law of the word of God. They've ignored the hope of the Word of God. See, the hope is this, that we empower one another. Gentlemen, there's so many different people that get up here and speak, and I'm so moved by them. And I'm thinking, God, you've given me a chance to speak. And I know some of it is like, bong, bong, bong. But I'm just saying this, that if we would grab a hold of this Word of God and the Word alone with other helps and resources, man, it would change our life. We would not be ashamed of the gospel. We would not be afraid to preach the gospel because we're all preachers. It's just a matter of what you're preaching. You might be preaching a product. You might be preaching a team. You might be preaching an idea. You might be preaching a way of life. I'm telling you. But if you're not preaching this gospel of Jesus Christ, I got to ask you, what are you really preaching? What are we really doing? See, the power of mobilization is to be able to know this, that I can lose a brother. I can lose a brother years ago at Granville High School. But you know what? That has not stopped me, Mike, from preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I can lose my job. I can almost be in a place where I lose my mind. But the Bible says in that place where you go to get yourself well, he's there. And he's the well giver. He's the kind heart. He's the one that empowers us to mobilize us. I'm thinking every time I go to an inner city and I stand on these streets, there's sometimes gentlemen, I'm telling you, man, like everyone, people are like, I want to go with you. No, no, you don't. No, you don't, because it's ugly. It's real ugly. 
I'm not talking about the backpack giveaways in Detroit, Dearborn and stuff where it's all, every, everything's happened like a big party. I'm talking about the streets where there's fire trucks and there's police cars and everybody's running by and people are laying in the street that have OD'd and they're foaming at the mouth and needles sticking out their arms and people are picking them up and you're trying to preach the gospel with demoniacs coming at you. The spirit of the enemy looking and laughing and taunting you and you got to keep on preaching the word. And I look at you and I say, guys, the reload fires me up. Because I know that I'm staying in the gap with you. You are behind me as brothers in Christ. My table is behind me. My group is behind me. My church is behind me. Pastor Dwayne Vanderklok's behind me. I'm just telling you, Pastor Tom, there's ways that you move and you see guys like Skip and they reach out and they're doing more for the vets now and stuff. I'm thinking, God, you're mobilizing your kingdom. You're mobilizing the gospel of Jesus Christ. I see John is teaching at Grace Bible College, and I'm thinking, God, in that Grace class when he's teaching, you're mobilizing. There's power. But let me say something to you. How are you moving? Are you moving with this, or are you moving with ideas? Are you moving with power and authority, or are you moving with ideas? Because when you move with power and authority, the ideas will flow. It will come out. We need, to give a God, we need to give God his chance, his written word, his only word, this word that sets us free. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, 2 Timothy 4, 2, preach the word, be prepared in season, out of season. It says to correct, rebuke, encourage, and with great patience mm, and careful instruction. How many of you have young people in your home? Oh, one of you. Okay, I, I thought maybe more of you might have. You have to correct you have to correct at times. Listen, that's called a stove, and there's a flame. And I like your little hands. But if you touch that flame, you're going to get hurt. Okay. I told you. Then you have to correct in the right way. Or sometimes you have to rebuke. It's okay to rebuke your brother in the Lord. You understand that? Do you understand that? It's okay to say to a brother, listen, the spirit of dum-dums on you. And I'm here to rescue dum-dum. Come on now. Not that you have a greater spirit, not that you're cocky or arrogant, but the Bible says we are called to rescue. We're called to say, we're called to be the stoppers. We're called to be the, the holders of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when somebody steps out of line and we say, Mark, listen, man, I'm telling you, Mark, I'm seeing something. Can we talk like men to man? Oh, dude, I don't want to talk. Come on, man, I'm seeing this in you. I'll forget you. I've done my part. Now the rest is on him. Are you following what I'm saying? But if you don't say it and you don't correct it, you don't rebuke it, then you know what? That's on you. And the gift of mobilization is to be able to stop to a brother. We talk about iron sharpens iron. Listen, man, some of us will get out of the house with a doll blade. Some kid a couple weeks ago in the inner city said, I made you something. I said, what'd you make me? He made me a shank. <laughs> it's got this little, this little velvet cover. I'm like, what am I going to do? He goes, carry it. Inner city, take it with you. I'm like, I don't need this, man. Carry it. Remember when you talk about the belt of truth? Put it under the belt right here. So when so, I'm thinking, dude, and it's in my car. And I'm thinking, why don't I have it in my car? Because if I get pulled over, I'm dead, man. Well, the kid gave me the shank from the inner city. You don't understand. Come on, buddy. <laughs> So I'm just saying people will give you things sometimes that won't really probably help you. I mean, I'm not saying that I might not have to. I'm just saying, okay, 
There's going to be a time where people give you gifts and people pour into your lives. Receive that gift. Receive that life in the name of Jesus. Number two is this. We must demonstrate God's love by cooperating together. God is calling us to reach the whosoever. And so if you forget who the whosoever is, Matthew 25, 40, it says this. The king tells you, I tell you the truth. Whatsoever you've done for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So here's what happens when I go corporate. When I go corporate and mobilization, I walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, you can't. <laughs> There's day. How many have days where you just like, man, don't talk to me, right? In your spirit. Like, you don't say it out loud. How many know what I'm talking about? Because you don't want to offend nobody. Like people say to me all the time, dude, you know what? You kind of talk like you're offending. I said, there's times I don't say nothing. I just look at people and they're like, mm. and I'm thinking, I didn't do nothing. I go to Cracker Barrel the other day. I'm standing there. Remember years ago, I went there and a young woman, she had um, hives all over her body. I end up praying for her. I didn't see her for two weeks. Two weeks later, I see her and she comes out and says, oh my gosh, the day you prayed for me, the hives were gone the ne- that morning. I got up the next morning, the hives are gone. People, you got to ask. You got to ask the prayer, 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 prayer. But here's the crazy thing. When you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, you will have people that you know you have to contact. You're going to run into people that you know you have to sharpen their iron a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Sharpen the blade. You're going to have to not just give a little shank. you got to give them the whole sword. And the thing is, you can't do that without the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you can't do that on your own, but you can do it as you mobilize. And as you have small groups and your connect groups. Listen, I served four churches in 27 years. Four wonderful churches, youth pastor. Four wonderful churches, 27 years. I've been the last 10 years on my own, except for a little pit stop in Rockford Res Life for three and a half years as a youth pastor while I'm traveling. But I'm telling you, I have seen churches that just don't get this mobilization. They have small groups, but the small groups turn into clubs, and the clubs turn into, like, whatever you want to talk about stuff. I always used to build ministry with with my servant leadership on, you're going to preach what I've preached, and you're going to teach what I've taught, because everybody knows that you can get off on the sexual things, you can get off on the bad day things, my jobs. How many know what I'm talking about? And there's people that can sabotage a small group. You know who they are. Look, some of you all smiling like, yeah, they ain't mine. But I'm just telling you, the way to get them back on the track is you got to come up with this whole thing about the Holy Spirit. Because the person, the Holy Spirit, gives the creativity that takes you past the mundane. The apathetic. It's the Holy Spirit that empowers you of the gospel of Jesus Christ to corporately come in together. And all of a sudden, before you know it, your group gets stronger, and then you branch off, and you get stronger, and you branch off. And before you know it, that the whole church is through the entire city of Grand Rapids and all surrounding areas. How does that happen without mobilization? The power of mobilization is allowing the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this. When you receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Everywhere. And he goes into Jerusalem throughout Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit will give his power for evangelism to share the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's no different than the Old Testament. Because in the Old Testament, in Joel, it says this, that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons and daughters also will dream dreams, and the old men will have vision, or the young men have vision, the old men will dream dreams, and the time will come, I will pour out my spirit on those who serve me, both men and women, they will prophesy. We are living in the last days. I'm like, Holy Spirit, come on, friends. Holy Spirit, pour out. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, come. 
Because in ourselves, we have a hard time. You know, I was thinking about the other day, I got back from these nine days, and my wife's like, take a break, sleep in. I'm thinking, okay, so I slept until like six. And I'm up at six, and I'm like, why am I up at six? I usually get before 30 because I have two dogs. Those are my children. And they usually come, and they usually sit on my head, and they got to tell me I got to go out. So I let them out at 4.30, and I lay back down. Then all of a sudden, they sit on my head at 6 and say, you're not done yet. You got to feed us. I'm like, okay. Now, when I went to Pennsylvania, I got up at 6, and I was gone for the rest of the day, and I didn't lay my head down until almost 1 or 2 in the morning. And I'm thinking, God, how am I going to do this? And the Holy Spirit said to me, I got you. I got you, man. You don't need four hours. I'm thinking, a little bit more would be nice. But sometimes you can function on four hours, and all of a sudden when you get home, like, man, I didn't just get home. I got home and blessed my mom that will be 90 years old in November. She needed some painting done. She needed a little cement work done. I'm like, we ain't spending money on that. I'll tell you what, Mom, I'm coming home. So at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, I was starting to paint. Come on, man, you can't just sleep. Not when your mama looking at you. You said you were going to paint. I'm starting tonight, Ma. And every night, then she started feeling bad, like, you shouldn't be doing that because you've been ministering all week. It's like, you're standing right there looking at me. I got to get the work done. So you get the work done. And I'm telling you, what God did was not, it was not a laboring thing. I didn't get up in the morning and go, oh, God. I got the morning refreshed and ready to go. Why? Because it was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't me. Man, I drove home like this, though. I'm just telling you, it was crazy. Six and a half hours. My sister's like, you going to make it? I'm like, just keep talking. But I'm telling you, it's the Holy Spirit. When you have this word of God that we continue to preach and not read everything else that's written around there. And I'm telling you, I've got a book. Mike, you got a book. Others have books. They're great tools. There's nothing wrong with that. They are phenomenal because they expound a little bit more on the sidewalk and on the journey and those kind of things. But if you do not allow the Holy Spirit to breathe through you in this word of God, then I got news for you, gentlemen. You're no different in culture. You're no different in culture because culture has dumbed down the word of God, man. They're even telling us, man, we can't even say what we need to say anymore. In fact, there's something in the law that's about to be passed. I just found this out, that if it's passed, we as Christians, even in the church, we have to be careful who we talk to with transgender and homosexuality because if we start to convert them, it's a type of bullying and this kind of thing. There's a law that's about to be put in place. we got to guard it, gentlemen. Not that the church changes its stance, but we stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit's empowered us to tell the truth. And we're called to rescue we can't rescue on our own. I mean, it's cool that I have one-on-ones. I like one-on-ones, but man, I love it when we get in a group because when you get in a group, others start to put stuff in and you're thinking, man, where'd that come from? Dude, that was awesome. Are you serious? And we find out that there's more preachers in here than anywhere else because why? Every single Tuesday, we're being fed with the gospel of Jesus Christ to be empowered of mobilization to attack the sidewalk that Satan's trying to ruin. And we're like, not today, Satan. Not today, in my workshop, in my place where I'm at, in my former paint shop that now the sons are running it. You can walk in with a power because you know why? You prayed over that place with the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, my friends. That's what God's trying to tell us. That's the power of mobilization. I cannot do it by myself. But with you and you, we're going. And not only are we going, but you got my back, you got my side, you got my coming, you got my going. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's what the Bible says. So let me close this out. I won't even take five minutes. 
Matthew says this, Matthew 28, it says this. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all that I am and all that I have. Friends, <laughs> we've been given authority. It's amazing. People are like, I want the power. You can't handle the power without authority. How many know it go to your head? I want to have power, man. I want to power over my son, over my family. Power. You're going to listen to me. He'll never listen to you unless he sees the Christ in you. I'm just telling you, because they'll rebel. They get to a place, and you're going to say, what happened? How did I lose my, my wife, my daughter, my son? How did I lose my family? Because we forgot to flow in the power of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to mobilize. The power of mobilization is not about you anymore. It's about us. It's not an I-ism. It's a we-ism. What can we do for the gospel of Jesus Christ? How can we bind, uh, bind stronger together around our tables to do more for families and the gospel of Jesus Christ? How can we take and adopt somebody at Christmas and be able to pour into them without the power of mobilization? Friends, you're in here. We're not just the preachers. We're all preachers. But be careful because we're all creatures of habit. And until we break that bondage of habit, we cannot preach. We cannot teach. I'm watching my brother-in-law. give him a little kudos. He's doing great. I've been watching him with his de-escalation. When he first started, it was like, oh, man, I don't know. All of a sudden, now it's starting to blow up. Why? Because America needs de-escalation. And so it's a God timing. It's a Holy Spirit driven. It's the right thing at the right time to do the right thing for kingdom. Because you try to de-escalate. We are called to de-escalate. But we are called to have the power of mobilization. And brothers, arm in arm, hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder, we can conquer anybody. Why? Because we've been given power from that pulpit to get busy. And that pulpit comes from the manna from heaven. And that pulpit is the challenge to we have a pastor that says, go, 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 go. Thank you, Jesus, for this place. Father God, around these tables, I'm asking you for power. Gentlemen, do me a favor. I'm not asking you to hold hands. That's kind of like weird. We're not in a women's thing, okay? So maybe we just like put a, a hand on each other's shoulder, okay, on each other's shoulder. And I want to pray for your tables. I want to pray for the empowerment. I want to pray for the power of mobilization. Lord God, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus for the authority. I'm asking you, God, for the authority because without authority, power is weak. But if we have authority, we have power. Because the authority comes from your word. It's from your words, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit that when somebody says you can't, he says you can. You can. Why? Because he can. I can do all things. Why? Because he can. And he entrusted me with his kingdom. He entrusted me with his work. It's all about his kingdom. God, give us authority around our tables. Give authority around our small groups. Give us authority in our marketplace. God, that today I have the word which sets the captive free, but I have the Holy Spirit to lay hands on the sick, to lay hands on those that are mentally ill and say to them today, in Jesus' name, you can be healed. Father, give us the authority to mobilize us. Mobilize us in your power. In Jesus' name, I pray. Let's give him a